Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless Hells podcast, the champions of Scotland, Celtic FC. Yeah! And cheers to everyone who's watching. I have my beer open. Ross, what are you on? I'm on a wee New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> and there's a scamp around what's happening done. What are you on, Anthony? Uh, good evening, panel. Uh, champions, host to you all. I'm having a lovely Cronenberg. 1664 uh, tonight, which I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, the last time a team for Ibrox won a trophy with fans in. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laddie's never drank Cronenberg in his life, but he bought it for that joke. <laughs> we also welcome back, we welcome back Andrew Darling from that Melbourne Centre. So, hi, are you? Are you drinking anything? Are you on the, the kit, mind of the kids, Judy? I am on. A lovely, a fantastic Coke Zero with a hint of vanilla. <laughs> but for the for the slightly puffy Celtic fan. Oh, I don't know. I'm I don't know if you can say that. Surely, what a bomb calling. But I'll be back, guys. Thank you for asking me. Perfect, perfect, man. I mean, we're all in good moods here. Like everyone's laughing and joking along. Awfully cracked it with that joke to start us off and come to yourself for us first. We've wrapped up the league title. How do you feel? I feel just champion, kid. I feel brilliant. <laughs> uh, thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, what I can remember it, evening Jeff, evening Lanky, evening all. Uh, I, that, I had a good wee drink on Wednesday night. I was a bit worse for wear on Thursday at my work, but uh, all worth it to, to see them well, they've not lifted the trophy yet, but to see them clinch it eventually, absolutely brilliant feeling. It was what we set out to do at the start of the season, and we've achieved it. We've also got another cup into the bargain. It's it's a double season in Angie's first year. Could we have asked for much more? You you look, you could win the Scottish Cup, but when you look at where we came from to where we are now, and it's, it's just fantastic. And already you can see Fee's press conference today that we're planning for next season. We've not even lifted the trophy yet and the moves are being made. Everything, everything that Celtic are doing now, is, Ange has changed the culture for me and every single thing that Celtic are doing now is how you want it to be done. They're getting their business done quick. They're planning ahead everything that we asked for last season is now happening and but whether it be by design or accident Angie's here and he's taking us on a journey that I'm I'm on I'm on this bus and I'm loving it 100% 100% Glasgow Celtic champions lads we are champions again and Lanky67 comes in and he asked, when did we get Brownie? No, it's Anthony. He does spit the image. <laughs> but Anthony, <laughs> how are you feeling? I mean, wrapped up the league title, passed the Cognu full of emotion. The players lapped it all up. I mean, we'll, we'll go on to the result, obviously, but just that emotion. It was just ecstatic. <clears throat> I was with my brother watching it, and all we could do was just be like, wow. 10 or 11 years, we're champions. Back on top of the perch, where we belong. Absolutely, Stephen. Uh, yeah, it's listen. Just like the rest of you guys, we tuned in on uh, Wednesday night. The uh, the fire stick was, uh, you know, playing a little up a little bit. So I went up to my big sisters to watch the second half, and uh, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. You just seen Tanadice. It's uh, it's proven to be. We're, we're going to touch on that in a wee while, but uh, it's quite a, you know, we've had some ups and downs up there when it comes to winning the league championship, but. 
It was one of the nights, um, as I say, it would have been nice to have rounded it off with a win. But, you know, I, even in the last few minutes, um, when, you know, in the house, you're drawing them to, you know, try and get the one and goal. You could see Cal McGregor and Joe Hart directing them to just play the ball, you know, side to side and just, just see the game out. So that's obviously been an order from, uh, from Ange himself. Um, just, you know, see it out. The title's won and uh, the celebrations can begin in earnest. But um, like you guys have touched on, from, from where we've came this time last year, we'd done the reaction pod when uh, when it was announced that Eddie Howe was not going to be um, taking over after months it of was speculation right. that he would be. Uh, yeah, not going to dwell on who got that Get prediction it. right, but, you know, the man knows. The man, <laughs> and, uh, that's just the th- and from there, we could not have imagined... Um, where we would have been, and even the, the the first few games into the season, you know, we lost three of the first six, and uh, the big man himself says, you know, we we're practically playing with zero room for error from then on in, um, which we really did. That's now thirty-one league games, if I'm not mistaken, uh, without defeat. Um, it's an incredible run, and um, we're going to finish now with a, out with Brendan's first season, I believe. Um, we obviously broke the record with 106 point total. I think this will be the highest. Um, that we've actually um, accumulated, and you know, for about the last um, seven, eight years, um, out with Brendan season. So it's been right, an incredible yeah. effort for all the players. Um, I think we're at ninety now, Ross. Um, I might be a couple out, but I think we can finish with, with ninety three. Um, maybe Alistair or Jed in the group chat might be able to connect me on that. But it's um, it's a, an incredible total for for where we were and what this man has done is. Um, Absolutely incredible, and the the great thing is, as Ross alluded to, you know, we're always going to be selfish and you want more. But the thing is, even as fans, we can see where there will be room for improvement, and what this winning this title now gives us one of the best things that we've had in years that we've not had as a summer of not having to worry about getting guys in for qualifiers and all these, you know, all foregone places of the world. <coughs> we're in that group stage draw. Um, my half day is already put in with the work so I'm just getting off to watch it uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for a Real Madrid or a Liverpool but uh, listen that's just what happens when you're at the top table By the way, that, thank you Ange, thank you Brunick Ange, Ange alluded <laughs> to that what Anthony's talking about there we, we don't have these qualifiers anymore or for however long it's got to be and he, he said in his press of the day um, we can do our business with certainty because previously and he, he's he's sort of lucky that way that it's landed like that. But you can do your business with certainty, and you're not doing your business with are we buying for the Champions League or we're buying, but we we might not get in the Champions League. So you don't know what it, it's it's just great to be in a position where you know you're definitely going to be in that tournament, and you can buy for that tournament. Mm-hmm. I think he alluded to the fact as well, he didn't know if it, like, if it was a limbo budget for Europa League or Champions League or that kind of thing. And he is happy that there's going to be a, a period where you can recruit, especially with Mark Lowell coming in. But Andrew, coming to yourself, I mean, Lanky 67's back in here. <clears throat> as Dave King said, we'll fall like a pack of cards. He sent more like 52 titles. But, I mean, how, how do you feel? The over, as these guys explained pretty well. I mean, from where we were, where we are now, Andrew, Andrew, do you see any reaction like, in Japan and Australia, Asia, there's everyone interviewing Celtic players and Tom Rosick, all them types of players getting interviewed. It seems to be worldwide coverage. He's done a fantastic job, hasn't he? Well, I will start off with uh, my normal composed self and say it's been 
a much better season than a lot of people had predicted. It's been a tighter race for the title than anyone could have imagined. It played some great football all round. It's been, it's been fantastic. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And now I'm going to put my Celtic hat on, guys. <laughs> get it on. That's it. Get the medals out. Get the medals out. About time! Oh, this is so good. Oh, man. I work in an office surrounded by Rangers fans. All I have heard for the last week is in Seville. Oh, my goodness, it's great to be back and just have that little moment in the sun where I was just walking in with a smile on my face like, I don't need to say much. <coughs> <laughs> what, I don't have to say it. It, was, it, was, it was a good, good run, better than expected. But they have played absolutely fantastic. What uh, from what the thirty-one game, what unbeaten run, what uh, the highest points total this will be since the uh, the five out of the nine in a row, I believe. If anybody wants to correct me in the comments, please feel free to do so. But uh, we've had some some heart-stopping moments, like definitely you can see where the team is still a bit in the work in progress, but we're. It's just been fantastic. What I was, I'd said at the start. See if we were challenging for top two and putting up a good fight, I would have been more than happy. I am bloody ecstatic, my fellow boys. It's been brilliant. Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. And Anthony was right to point out the fact that Tanadice is quite a history maker when it comes to league titles with Celtic. And I was looking back, Anthony, at some of the old footage, and you go back to that time when Tommy Burns died, God rest his soul. Celtic were the week after. I was an emotional title. Finnegar Hesling, much like Yakimaka, scored with a brilliant header. And you, you think about Tandy, you look at the two stands. The Celtic used the Occupy. Ross is absolutely knackered. The Celtic usually used the Occupy. I apologise. But you're right to point out. I mean, you think of Finnegar Hesling and Tommy Burns all had them teachers on after. You look to it now. It's like an emotional. It's like a journey, isn't it? I don't know what it is with Handys, but it seems to come up when, when we're least expecting it, when we're winning titles. Uh, well, there's a, there's a kind of romantic symmetry about Tannadice and, and Sale. First of all, I have to say, the overwhelming majority of Dundee United fans are brilliant because I've been up there a few times and, you know, obviously they're passionate fans, but, you know, the United fans are generally the good folk for Dundee. So, you know, fair play to them for, you know, two, two full stands on, uh, on Wednesday night. But, like you say, in 1981, Tommy Burns actually was part of the team. He scored the fourth goal, I think, in a, in a victory, um, which clinched the title uh, for us up there in 1981. The next time we won it at Tanadice was the year where Tommy sadly passed away. Uh, like you say, Stephen and, and Jan Venegor uh, brought it home that night, and it was a title against all odds. Similar to this mm -hmm. year, no, um, yep. it just looked like it was getting away for us and we, we galvanised with seven, eight games to go and went on a, an amazing run and, and brought it home on the final night. And then you look to last season where, where the club just looked in the absolute doldrums. Um, we had to not drop points up at Tanadice to keep just the league going another week and we kind of sort of fell at the first hurdle. Um, it, tried, it was a, a, a very weak and... Uh, you know, soft defence, our title. We thought we'd even, uh, you know, try and keep it going until the Derby the following week. But it meant that they arrived as champions and you think, can it get any worse? And then this year, it's a phoenix from the ashes you know, risen uh, under the, the leadership of Big Ange. And thanks to him and the effort of all his uh, coaching staff and the playing staff, the title's back where it belongs. 100%. And the comments are going crazy. I do appreciate all the interaction. 
Phil Tomlinson comes in, champions. Yes, we are, Phil. We absolutely yes, love it. Phil, <laughs> Cover to yourself. I mean, Andrew, you, you look at, as as Anthony already pointed out, it's like a symmetry. All these years, it links up to something. Tommy <laughs> Burns, Fenneker, Hasling, Yakimakas, Postacoglu, Gordon Sagan, whoever it may be. It's just, as he said, we kind of rose. No one expected this. And as you said rightly at the start, you were kind of going, well, we challenge. If we're challenging, they'll be happy. If we're doing this or second couple of points off, it'll be a successful season. But you look back on a nine, even though it's not finished, we'll have a big party to go to tomorrow. But it's just a fantastic thing, isn't it? Seeing the two stands filled at Tannadice and us just going there and taking over. Yeah, definitely, my friend. But uh, again, I just, I'm just so happy. But it's played out better than a lot of Celtic fans could have expected. But the rebuild that was on our hands, let's not lie, it was a natural, absolute shambles. We did not think that what everything in the summer that could have went wrong was going wrong. But people were leaving left, right, and centre. Eddie Howe was like, what, what, what's happened here? What, is he coming? Is he no coming? And then it's like, oh, no, I'm no coming. And we have to scramble. And we're all like, what's the who? Who's this guy? What, and well, then also we had the defeats, what, the, uh, the, the Champions League group stage. And we had the defeats at the start of the season. We were like, oh, no, what, what, what are we getting into here? What is happening? And then it was just all of a sudden it just clicked. It was like someone just went up to them and just went, oh, right, that's you. And he's got and just flying. I personally think Callum McGregor needs to just wear that face mask like for the rest of his career, kind of like what Peter Cech had when he had the injury. He just seems to have like ramped up his game since then. I would be quite surprised if his face is actually fine. It was just that like all footballers or professional athletes have their superstitions. That might just be the case. Like He was just like, no, we're on a good run here. I will only take this off when the run stops. What? Yeah, 100%. It's just a, a feeling of just ecstatic, like, isn't it? And Jay Thomas comes in, big shout out to Anza, win this 55th league title at Celtic Ross. <laughs> 100%. Great comment. That's how it but, works. Yeah, That's the logic. Yeah, I was looking back as well. There are some old faces that actually still with something at the minute. You've got McManus, who's on the coaching staff, who's linked with it. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking of James E. Forrest, who came through not so long after, and all these guys. And I know we're going to go on to Tom Rodgers and Near Beaton. People are asking about that. We are going to come on to it. But again, just like the guy said, Tannadice, Celtic, it just goes, doesn't it? Aye. I have to say, probably out with Rangers, games against Dundee United in my time watching Celtic are probably some of the most memorable games. You look over the years, uh, late comebacks, uh, with Andy Tom and Van Hoydong, which I've spoke about previously on uh, this podcast, uh, they the Coca-Cola Cup semi-final, a eh, final, sorry, at Ibrox, a, a season when Janssen came in, similar to this season, mm-hmm. eh, and there's been numerous other games, I can't think off the top of my head, and then obviously what Anthony's alluded to in terms of the, the, the times we've won and lost it at Tannadice, it's just synonymous, and once again, we've, we've went there, we're probably going to touch on the game, uh, in a bit wasn't the greatest performance but like Anthony sort of alluded to as well towards the end it was a, an acceptance okay we, there was a bit in the last couple of minutes we could have really tried to go for it and then I think they've said to themselves like go for this here and then lose the ball and Dundee United go up then it, and, and maybe get excuse me a late goal then it rolls on for another week just see it out you've got your point 
you're happy with the point, and that's what they've done. Uh, and aye, it's it's just brilliant, man. Incredible, I, I, incredible. It's, or as I like Anne said in his press conference today, bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just want to say evening to Magranda, who's watching along as always. Good to have you on with us. And yeah, comment to yourself again, yeah. Ross. We are going to touch on the game, and we'll do that right now. As you said, it wasn't a pretty result, but the point got us the league title. Yes, we all wanted to win, but I think, as you, you said, as the game wore on, the acceptance kind of came in that it was going to be a draw. We are going to clinch the league title anyway. Everywhere just got in the party mode. I don't think anyone was watching the match at some points. Everyone was doing the huddle and celebrating and, and just, just singing and singing songs and that, but... The game itself, touching upon it quickly, because there's not really much talking points, what was your overall summary of it? Um, it was... Uh, I think, once again, they, they controlled the majority of the game. It wasn't the best performance. It was a bit nervy. Um, not a lot happening. Dundee United are a stuffy team. They've proved that yep. um, over the... What is it? Four, four times we've played them now. Certainly yep. in the league, anyway. And every single time, uh, well, bar the game that we were all together watching, um, oh, every other <laughs> every other game they've they've given us a real tough game. I think it, well, it was one each. It was one each at Parkhead. I think we beat them one 0 in the last minute. So, um, aye, that was you were never going to go. It was party sort of atmosphere for the Harps game. Mm-hmm. The, the, the start of the Harps game, we all knew it was coming, and I think. He, you go there and you've got the, the party head on, if you like. But at the end of the day, it was still a tough game, no matter how you look at it. And it, it proved to be, and then it, that coupled with the fact that we were trying to get over the line, there was probably a bit of nerves. There wasn't a, a standout performer. There was guys in the team that just done simply done their job like they have done, done throughout the season. Your Cal McGregor's, your Carter Vickers. Uh, guys like that my favourite moment in the match was other than Jake Marcus' goal uh, was when the moment with Joe Hart and Ralston uh, I, mm. I think Ralston gets a does Ralston clear it or something I can't mean but then he does that and it, it's just like they, they know like there's that sort of kind of jokery about it don't think jokery is a word, but we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, and then, but it was, it was like that. Just like the willingness and the want to, to stop a goal going in. And I know it, it was massive because then the eighty score. Then it goes on for another week. But that moment just sort of speaks volumes about this team that Angie's building and has built so far. It, I just think. They're all they all look like their best pals. They're all in it together. There's there's no cliques, there's no favourites. It's just a good, solid team and we've got an abundance of talent as well. And I know some of that is leaving in the summer, but it's Celtic. They guys have been amazing for us and we'll touch on them. But it's Celtic, we roll on and it'll be new. We heroes, never stop. We never stop. There'll be new heroes exactly. coming. Yeah, exactly. We lost Scott Brown, an absolute legend to the club. Cal McGregor fills those shoes and we roll on. And we'll see the, see, 
Say to be fair, but then Louis got Bernie sitting down the bottom of the screen there if you look closely. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or Jack comes in, and I guess there's a lovely comment. Can I just say thank you for the pod this year? Boys, keep them coming and talking pace. Yeah, we do talk pace, and we appreciate that comment as well because it's all you guys in the interaction and the comments right. that make it. We all love the interaction, so keep them coming. It's, it's fairly flying tonight with the kind of community we've built up for ourselves. They're all talking to each other, which is great to see. But after coming to yourself, there was a wee couple of surprises within the starting lineup. Well, one major one for me was Forrest was starting again. And to be fair, to eat my words a wee bit, he looked okay. He, lo- he looked decent. He looked like he was trying to take people on again. And I know we're going to touch on, on the new daily sign, but like Ross, brief summary, what did you think of the game? Yeah, pretty much what, what Ross um, said, uh, Stephen. There's not much more to add in terms of the analysis of the match. Like you say, it was one of those... Str- Similar to Hearts, it was a strange atmosphere because you're sort of... We know the league's won, but it's not quite official yet, so you kind of go too mental. But, you know, it's just one of those uh, sort of strange circumstances. And the fans were going up there in in the same sort of sense where, like we say, we know know that the the title's been won for for a couple of weeks now, but they just wanted to be there when it became official. In terms of the match itself... As Ross alluded to, it was a tough game and Dundee United, more often than not, will always give you a game and they were more than up for it. Um, I was quite surprised myself to see James Forrest starting, but I, I do agree. I thought he looked sharp. Um, maybe his first half performance was so good that it's clearly convinced Ange to give him a new three-year contract. Um, so it's <laughs> <good. away. laughs> um, I'm, I'm delighted for him personally. Um I was there at Almondvale um, a few weeks back when he scored the goal that you know sealed our victory that day. And I would argue that that goal going in was the day that we, we kind of knew that it was ours to lose now because Almondvale was the last the last sort of banana skin. We obviously had the massive game to go at Ibrox, but you know, we don't fear going there, um, fans or no fans. And um but getting that long overdue win at the Tony Macaroni just that that, that kind of let the pressure valve off for me. Um, we went back into the bar afterwards that night, 99.9% convinced that the title was coming home, as long as we didn't mess up in the, the weeks to come. And uh, yeah, we just steamrolled over the rest of the league um, in the, those said weeks and brought the trophy back to where it belongs. 31 games all beaten. Fantastic record, isn't it? And mm-hmm. Andrew, Paul Dad comes in here, says, got to remember, Dundee and I were pushing for Europe, Europe and actually scored a cracking goal. I think it was Levitt. He's on loan uh, from United, isn't he? Manchester United, mm-hmm. something else, I think. But about the game, I've seen, I've seen a, like a clip today. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Andrew, Sally kind of released like clips of us going back into the Champions League that can obviously boost season ticket renewals. And at the end of it, mm-hmm. it showed you Tony Watt scoring that famous goal against Barcelona. And the player celebrating first with him was Charlie Mulgrew. And them two come on together for Dundee United against us. Uh, the game there, it's just crazy. But again, the, the game itself, the draw got us the, the league, didn't it? It did indeed. What I was at, I was at that game, the two-one game, and it's still one of the best atmospheres of my life. But there's nothing really that I can add to what either Ross or Anthony has said. Well, aside from job done, well, job they, well, and, and as and as they uh, he mentioned like, in the comments, that like, Dundee United have been playing really well. Like, they know how to break the opposition down. They know how to keep them contained. It was a peach of a goal. Like Tam Courts has done brilliant for them, but what well, End of the night, it belonged to us, and yeah. we, we, the only thing we needed to do was not lose, and we did just that. 100%. And it's the league titles back home where it belongs. And a couple of our comments I want to read out here. The Celtic Supporters Podcast, welcome along, even to yourselves here, Watson. 
And actually, that reminds me, a big shout out to Russell Boyce. He actually does past the 100 episodes on his Boise bus. So, oh, anyone who's on this, we may have go, go well, and watch his show after well. us. More than happy to get, give him his, his shout out back. He gave us a lot of um, big city bugs. Yep. Continues to give us a lot of um, support. And, uh, you know, he was joined in on the quiz the night when it was our 100th yep. episode. So, well done, mate. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully get him back on here very soon. Uh, he can yep. park his bus up at Endless Celts HQ. <laughs> <laughs> HQ. Have right. a few beers, eh? <laughs> Have a few beers in the league title. Dan Thomas comes in. Levison was 100% the turning point. Right, and I want to come straight back at you, Andrew, about this James Forrest thing. He signed a new deal, three years. Now, <clears throat> I personally think that's wrong. Not being harsh, he'll be in this, what, 34, 50, 35th year in terms of age. Yes, he's he's come on and he's looked okay. He's well. ah, he's 31 now. Oh, I, I thought you meant he was 35 the new. I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, not late. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. <laughs> but. You, you look at it, we've given a long contract to McCarthy, who's absolutely useless. He just warms the seat in that bench, and that's the engine as far as turning that, not at all. But just thinking from the, the kind of prospects, Dembele, Abadu on the right, maybe a one-year extension for Forrest? What, what mm-hmm. do you think? Uh, I agree with you, Stephen. I don't think it's earned. I don't think. Well, uh, like, yes, he had a good, yes, he has a good game well, against Dundee, but once Wall doesn't make a summer. Well, it's... <laughs> What? It's just, this like, would have just, been a great agree to disagree section because I can guarantee it's going to be two two. Yeah. And, uh... Don't get don't get me wrong. Like uh, when I was doing like all my uh, my, my best Celtic 11s and stuff, Force was in there, and I stand by that. What like, uh, for the player that he he had been what up to what last season? What he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What he was what him Bruni and McGregor were all what the. The holy trinity of Mr. Celtics like, were fantastic, like, and I still believe it, but I just think the injuries are starting to come. He's not got the pace that he once had. Well, um, maybe well, another year, see how he goes, see if he can find his form again, and then maybe, what well, if we got to that, maybe give him a two-year, that would still take him to his three. But it was like, I was trying to count, out, count up how many minutes of football he'd actually played for us, like, and I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. What, and that's that's bad to say. He used to be he used to be like, oh, Forrest could be up there with McGregor, what playing almost every game. What? And I'm like, Forrest is still there. Yeah. What? So I, I, what, one I year mean, I would have thought, and then seen and seen how he went. What? Because I wouldn't wanted to get rid of him. What? what yeah. I wouldn't have even sent him out and won. I would be like, give him something. But I think three years is too much. Again, you brought you brought up McCarthy. Like, uh, like I've seen I've seen bus stops have more activity than him. What it's 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 crazy. I don't understand it. What what you could have used that to give like contract offer contract extensions to some of the guys that you know have played really well this season and deserve it. But then again, that's just my humble opinion, lads. I don't think I don't think anything's wrong with question and obviously Anthony, you said there would be a good agree to disagree, Simon, because I know we're used to we're going with it. But, I mean, you, you, you look at it, I'm coming across much like Andrea's. If you weigh up the minutes he's played, the impact he's had in the squad, yes, he scored in the semi-final, got us through to the final of the Cup. I know one of these will bring that up. And he's a final player in terms of experience around about the squad, which is fair enough. But you look at Anthony, three years, he's looking a wee bit injury-prone towards the end of his career. He came back at a point after Christmas. He played a couple of games and he was out again for like six weeks. I know, I know your. What's your opinion? 
I must admit, I was shocked at the length of the deal that's been given. But by the same point, I think we have to take that as a massive vote of confidence for the guy who's just resurrected our club for the Ashes. And if it's good enough for Ange, it's good enough for me. In terms of James Forrest um, himself, I totally agree that you know he said he had a really bad injury last season. Which we you know we got him back um, with the, the last few games of the season last year, and we thought he was going to kick on, and then it, it re-aggravated. So I, I totally take the injury uh, part of it, but by the same token, I also think for you know we say about the, the the prospects coming through. You know, you look at all they have to do is look at what a guy like James Forrest has achieved at the club. James Forrest tomorrow will become, I believe, the I think it's either the fifth or the fourth most decorated player in Celtic's history. Um, he'll be, pick up his 20th medal, so he'll only be in behind the likes of, I think it's Jimmy Johnston, Bobby Lennox as a top 25 one as a player, Billy McNeil 23 Bill as a player only. I know he obviously won more as a manager. And um, so he and, and Scott Brown. So he is right up there amongst the greats in terms of medals won. And he's got the stats and the numbers to back it up. Um, I think he is... I, I would rather he was... You know, perhaps I get that he's not going to be a first-team starter going forward. Um, obviously, it seems like a badder. And God willing, if we get Jota um, in on a permanent deal, those guys will be ahead in the pecking order. And that's absolutely deservedly so. But there's a lot worse players than James Forrest to have around the dressing room. And <laughs> I'm not trying to compare him to Danny McGrain. I'm, I, I appreciate that they're two completely different players and or John Clark either. But, you know, what must it be like when a, when a guy joins Celtic and he sees a Lisbon Lion, the, the, the all-conqueror, you know, still lay, lay, laying out the kits when they see Danny McCrane still there, Scotland's greatest ever right-back, still there as a part of the club. I accept that he's a long way before he achieves that kind of status in terms of uh, age. But in terms of what he's won on the pitch, the, the, the numbers don't lie. And James Forrest is an absolutely fantastic role model for anyone coming through. You know, you, you see what he's achieved at Celtic and you never see him in the papers. He, he's not, he doesn't do, you know, you don't see him falling out of pubs or you don't see it. He's a, a, a quiet guy, a humble guy. He's more than earned his status at Celtic for me. And I think he'll, just watch this space, I think he'll still be very useful in what I believe will be a few more successful league and cup campaigns to come. Yeah, but first of all, before I address what you said there, Brian comes in, you're looking suave as fuck, Tony boy, there you go. And then Danny Boy comes in, says, got to trust the manager, definitely. Again, 100% get what people are saying, but I'll come back to my point. If you're you're weighing it up in terms of a player who's he has experience, yes, a great to have around the team, which is fantastic and all that, but you still want them to contribute. But I do hope I really do hope, as Anthony says, next season he comes back, comes back to form. The usual James, he gets 10 or 11 goals a season. It'll be absolutely amazing. But for now, I must have like what Andrew said, maybe a one, two-year extension and see how he goes from there. Very good well, point well made as well, Anthony. Well, I really uh, hope I do eat my words. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... Listen, anybody that's saying that James Forrest it's not the right way to go, of course, they're, they're happy to eat their words. But you said something there, Stephen, eh, about him contributing. Now, <clears throat> James Forrest has no featured a lot in the last number of weeks. But he featured against Harps last weekend and he had an assist. That's a contribution. 
for me. Right? James Forrest is 30 years of age. 30 year old is not old for a football player in this day and age. Scott Brown was finished at 30. And then Brendan Rodgers came in and resurrected him and he played his best football his Celtic career for 30 to 33, I think it was. Now, I totally take on board your point about his injuries. He said that Angel did it the day in his presser. He said a tough couple of years with injury. And you can't get away from that. He hasn't played the amount of minutes that we would like, that James Forrest himself would like. And I totally take on board that there's probably guys in front of him now uh, with Jota and um, Abada who have came in and been brilliant. But again, like Anthony, uh, he's he's a consummate professional. He's a, an example. Ange said it himself. He, he, he sees him in training. He sees what he brings in training. He's, he's, I'm sure almost, I'm trying to quote this, he said something along the lines of, like, okay, the, the end product, which is the game, is, is not there at the minute. But what he does in training, uh, Abada and um, even Jota, to an extent, will be learning off of James Forrest every single day. They'll be learning how to play the role. They'll be learning about the club. Everything. Uh, for me, uh, you, you say you're surprised by a three-year deal. I think it was yourself, Andrew, that said, "I don't think he's. You don't think he's earned a three-year deal." I think the 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 services given to the club alone has earned him that three-year deal. I, I think he's been a, a fabulous player for Celtic. Uh, okay, in his early early years, I, I think he's at times. You, what's this? The plants are. <laughs> what is he on about, man? <laughs> uh, like, see, see when he's, he's early part of his Celtic career, you could say in the big games, James Forrest went missing, and he absolutely did at times. But another game, you could see there was a really good player developing there, and he was young. That's what young. That's what happens to young players. That's what happens with young wingers. Because you're knowing the, the periphery of the game all the time when you're playing as a winger. You need to be brought into the game. But James Forrest gave us has gave, given us his peak years and in those peak years he's been absolutely outstanding and he's delivered trophy after trophy, medal after medal for him. He brought goals in his game under Brendan Rodgers. I just think there's a place in the squad for James Forrest for the next three years and I'm absolutely delighted for him. I think he's... When he leaves Celtic, I think he already is, in my opinion. When he leaves Celtic, he'll go down as a, a great a Celtic legend. He was part of the quadruple treble winning team. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that, OK, he probably won't play every single game. Excuse me, under Ange. But when James Forrest, God willing, gets a good pre-season under his belt and he stays fit and healthy... He's a great player to have in that team, that squad. As I say, he, he might not be the first choice. He probably won't be the first choice. But he still might be a go-to in, in big games in Europe. Maybe away from home or that. Go to that experience. I just think I, I think it's a, a great acquisition and it's brilliant to get him tied down for another three years. I, I, I'm just 
a, a massive fanny James Forrest and they'll never ever waver for that. Hundred percent. I, I, I totally sorry, Steve. I'll just a quick little. That's a quick point. It's just a, a thought that in the when this three-year contract ends for James Forrest, there's no guarantee that will be the end of his story. Depending on how the next three years go, we're looking at a very realistic chance now of when the day comes when he does hang up his boots, he will be on the pitch. It's, it's, on the pitch, I'm talking not obviously not as a coach or a manager. He could well be the most decorated player in Celtic's history. Absolutely, so it's no mean feat. Yeah, 100% get both your points. And like me, like me and Andrew just alluded to, we hope we do hear words. It's just we're going off the here and now kind of thing. He's an absolute legend of the yeah. Celtic mm-hmm. Football Club. Do you know what I mean? And I do hope he yeah. comes back next season after a fresh preseason, gets fit again, and bombs on that squad. 100%. 1967 comes in. We need old he- old heads to help the young lads mm-hmm. coming through. And Anthony, that's kind of more evident at the minute now after Celtic released the news today that Tom Rodzik and Nir B. Tom will be departing the club after, was it nine and ten years both? Or was it both nine years? Was it long them nines? I think, both, um, I think t- Tom Rogic signed, I think he was in the, the January of the season where of, of Neil's, you know, like the year, first year we won the championship, yep. uh, 2011-12, but it didn't feature very much. Actually, if I remember correctly, he went back on Loan, yeah, he did, yeah. for a little yeah. while as well. Um, Neil arrived <laughs> in the summer, I think, of um, in, in that summer. So it was the I always remember it was the year that we had the, the pinstripe hoops. He, he signed that yeah. year, so incredible service um, for, for both guys. Now, with your indulgence, Stephen, I'll pay a wee tribute to both of them. I'll start off with Neil Beaton because you know he's, he's been around so long now. You know, we always do it. He's almost like the he's been like the ghost of the feast somewhat because he's always just been on the periphery. Um, I feel slightly sorry for him in a in a little bit because um, we we always signed as a fantastic a defensive midfielder. That's what I think what he was signed as primarily, but just through his versatility and just that that kind of attitude that he had, he was put in lots of different positions um, primarily through most European qualifying campaigns at centre-back, where, you know, sometimes his the fact that he isn't a centre-half was was plain for all we see. But he never complained, and he, said he had a couple of bad injuries, but he was always there. And you noticed as well, a lot of the, no matter how the first-team regulars or the ones coming through, they always seem, he seemed to be a really good part of the dressing room. And um, I'm, I'm delighted that he, he leaves as a champion. Um, and for what I gather, he's apparently a good laugh at his local hairdressers as well. So I'll start with him. All, all the best to him. I hope he um, goes on to have a successful career. Uh, and then secondly, on to the Wizard of Oz. I mean, what more can you say about this guy? I mean, he is the most, he's the most handsome man on planet Earth. I mean... His mom, must be some <laughs> man. Whatever night they conceived him must have been the greatest night in the history of mankind. Um, I love him to bits. Um, I accept that we were talking about the Barcelona game earlier, and we've all been to massive games at Celtic Park over the years. You know, derby triumphs, title wins, you know, European glory nights, you know, Barcelona, Liverpool, Manchester United. We've seen them all at Celtic Park uh, one way or another. And I accept stopping the 10 and, you know, maybe other, um, you know, successes over the years have perhaps been more important or, or whatever. But I think just primarily as in a single moment, Tom Rogic is probably responsible for the happiest moment in my Celtic supporting life. 
when he dances through that Aberdeen defence, doesn't matter how many times you watch it, and just sinks it in the bottom corner in injury time to seal an unprecedented invincible treble. I mean, it's it's absolutely spine tingling just thinking about it. I remember being we were in Malone's that day with the boys, and it wasn't even because Ross will tell you I'm quite reserved when I watch the football. Um, but you know when <laughs> when uh, when that goal went and I couldn't even really go my usual crazy self. I, I kind of sank to my knees, just could not believe what I was witnessing. Uh, is and just the way he grabs the jersey, runs into the crowd, is a phenomenon. And he's always been you know kind of last the ninety minutes and whatnot. But more often than not, when he plays, he's done the damage in the limited time that he's been on the park. He's Always good to for a goal against Rangers. He's when we've got further in Europe. He's always been good for a big game at, um, in the Champions League as well. Oh, honestly, Lanky, you want to see me, mate? You want to see me? Um, he's barred from my house. <laughs> I can't barred from I don't think, I think even Wally was happy to see me go. Uh, uh, no, it's just I, I can't say enough about Tom Rogic. He's one of those guys, he's an absolute, he's like a, a, an artist with a ball at his feet. Some of the things he can do. Um, and I'm glad that he's, he's, he's stayed for one more year and he leaves um, as what he arrived as a champion. And um, I don't actually even think it's ridiculous to suggest that that, goal, that, that ep- epic image of him running away. I don't think it's suggest that there should be some permanent tribute to that outside Celtic Park because what that goal achieved, what it what it's for us, nothing will ever come close to the Lisbon Lions, you know, at our club or elsewhere. No one, no, nothing that anyone achieves will ever come into that same stratosphere. But to do it on their anniversary, to give them an unprecedented, invincible treble as an anniversary present, you couldn't have written it any sooner. Yeah, all the best. I'm going to miss him. I'll, I'll probably shed a tear tomorrow when he's walking around with his tro- the trophy in hand. But um, yeah, all the best to him. I'm not going to lie. Like, that was a brilliant tribute there. I mean, I watched some of the videos today. Anthony had a few tears in my eyes. Even with Beaton, like, is Beaton for me, I- I'll start with him first. It- yes, he came in as a, obviously, we know, a centre defensive midfielder. That was his best position. And as you rightly said, he got moved to uh, the centre back in European games. Multiple managers played in there. But Postacoglu, to be fair to him, started playing him in that role again. He, he looked back to his best, breaking up the play, doing the simple passes. And there was points in the, the season where we're actually getting in our starting lineups. We were all wanting him in because he was playing that well. So that's credit to him for getting back to that kind of form. I'll, I'll miss Beaton for the, the simple reason. You ever see him funny videos of him and Tierney when Tierney was there, like Sapton and Beaton? And he just mm-hmm. looked the right laugh. And every kind of video Celtic put up on social media, he was involved in all the jokes and, and what a guy. And you know, like, like with Tom Rosick, Anthony, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. He's a man who just makes a difference in, in every kind of game he plays. But I know there's some times where he can go missing and we're like, come on, Roger, you could do better than that. But when he turns up, he is absolutely phenomenal. And you're, you're the, the happiest moment, as you said, the invincible travel for me in my lifetime, that was incredible. What's the, again, just to refresh from memory, he took the ball on the right-hand side, went into the box and a wee dink over the keeper, runs away to the right-hand side and into the stand. And it's it's just incredible. It's It's, it's just fantastic. And, He's going to be missed. It was great that he stayed for the next season to be a champion again. Likewise with Beaton, Postacoglu, two Aussies winning the league with Celtic. Eh? That's fantastic. And Andrew, come, come into yourself. And both fantastic servants for the club. 
I think one of them has 18 major honours, one has 16 major honours, and it's, it's incredible achievements by both. Nine, nine years plus at the club, isn't it? Exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's a dime, but these days, well, they have that longevity of service well, and devote so much of your life to one club. Well, again, well, there's the holy trinity of what you know, Brown, McGregor and Forrest that have done it as well. well so having Beaton well, and Rogic a part of that, well, it makes it a famous five for me. Well, it's fantastic. Anthony, I, I imagine that you'll be uh, carving the Tom Rogic statue well, as we uh, after we come off this podcast. Well, to rival Sergio Aguero's that was unveiled today. Oh uh, my God! Well, oh, that that same style. Oh, just it's like, like, it's like somebody one of the big art attack numbers, but even worse. Mm. Oh, honestly, if anything was to sum up Manchester City, it's that statue, man. An utter embarrassment. Yeah, well, I actually seen it and I thought, is that paint by numbers? <laughs> well, genuinely, the amount of holes that was in it, I was like, what is going on? But back to what the, the Wizard of Oz, like, uh, everybody remembers where they were that day when that goal went in. Like, I remember like, my wife had dragged me to the forge like, in Glasgow, and I just remember sitting in one of the chairs, being like, right, uh, I am not moving, like, because I knew something was happening. And the second that Rogic scored that goal, I was like, right, I cannot believe what I'm witnessing here. This is amazing. Well, I'm get we are getting back in the cart and getting back to the house for a party. Well, I don't care. Well, I, well I'm going like 70 million an hour down a 20 splenty. Well, I threw it because I'm pushing <laughs> down, so it was flooding everywhere. My wife is terrified, thinking I'm gonna well, I'm gonna sink the car, and I'm like, this is this ain't no Titanic. We are getting home. Well, I'm just getting the getting BBC Scotland on, sitting there drinking it all in. I was like, this this is brilliant. This is what it feels to be Celtic. And if it wasn't for that goal. <clears throat> Like you touched on Anthony, I personally don't think the quadruple treble would have happened. Well, well I think that, I, mean, that, I think that was the thing, the the catalyst, the spark that made us go. Yeah. Let's see how far we can go with this. We've already done the impossible by every standards to lose. Well, it was fantastic. Well, and near Beaton, I've always been a fan of near Beaton. Like a good cult hero. The only place that he never played for us was in goal. Well, and well, I was well, I was just recently like Stephen was doing beforehand. I was watching well, uh, one of his best goals, and it was the 2015 2-2 draw with Kilmarnock, and he just blasts it straight into the top corner. Beautiful goal, and it just made you realize like he had some, he's got some amount of skill. As yes, he could be a bomb scare. Like the infamous Ra- uh, Rangers red card will always be the blotch on his record for me. But what well, he had some. He'd say, Harry's not retiring. Well, I'm hoping that they go on to. Well, <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they go on to more success at other clubs. Like, I really wish them all the best. Like, they'll always be welcome at Paradise. Well, but two goals that will sum that up. Well, it's got to be the Wizard of Oz against Aberdeen. Well, and that one for me against Kilmarnock. Well, and yeah. yeah, I'm just glad that Beaton never played in goals because by fuck, that would have been a, a catastrophe. It's going to be any worse than Barkas, to be fair. We should have sold Barcast and gave them both extra deals. Well, paid them whatever they wanted for another season. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Jed Thomas comes in here with a great point, Ross. That B. Tom was very emotional today in his interview with Sally TV. He was literally crying. I know it was only a clip. We're going to see the rest of it next week, but it shows what it means to these guys. And there was a clip of Roger come past the training ground and he, he just shouted, last time and it, it got me it, it got me it really did i was like oh my god you can feel yourself going a wee bit just watching these clips and you relive the goals the aberdeen goals he played well in europe against certain clubs 
Beaton and them European qualifiers, whether it be fucking Hapoel Bersheva, he sent her back and was still managed to claw away through. And just these guys, as Andrew really said, it's it's what it feels to be Celtic Football Club, the longevity of their careers, isn't it? I mean, I've not seen the clips you're talking about, so I really need to see that. I need to see the Rogic one when he says last time, because that's... That's poignant, man. That's, but uh, I mean, touch. I, I sort of touched on beat on the other night when I was on. Uh, but again, the longevity, uh, unbelievable. Uh, what's Uncle? Well, it's the same. Uncle it's only Callum McGregor and Forrest left for the invincible uh, season. It's incredible yeah. how quick times change. It was only five years, but incredible yeah. how time quickly it goes. That that's football, man. But uh, I beat on uh, the the longevity is incredible, and uh, as I say, I touched on it the other night. He, he he was used a lot of the time, and 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 a cent, centre half position that it's just no his position. And I think this season sort of show has shown that that any time he's played, he, he's not featured a lot this season. But any time he has played. He's been very, very good. I'm sure it was Kevin fourteen had said over the over the time when Beaton's had a good game, he's one of the best players in the park, and I totally agree yeah, with I that. Agree. Uh, yeah. it, 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 when he's playing well and he's in the middle of the park and he's playing that six role and he's sorta dare I say dictating the pace of the game, he controls the game. Certainly domestically. Uh, I think he's a very a very good midfielder. He was he he was at, he played with Celtic in a time where we were blessed with copious amounts of very good midfielders. So he couldn't always get in the team. But when he when he played as a midfielder for Celtic, he, he never really let us down. I, I don't think. And and this season again, he didn't play a lot. But I don't think his contribution in terms of helping Abada settle in and taking him under his wing to the point where Abada was calling him his da. I don't think that can be <laughs> underestimated. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's not always on the park. Beaton has, has brought him in. He's helped him settle in. He's given us a year to help that laddie settle in. And he's, he's his numbers speak for themselves. And that's him not playing every single game. Abada will kick on again. He's hopefully... I mean, I don't know his personal situation, but hopefully we beat on having helped him along the way. He'll he'll be good, and for beat on to leave as a title winner, I think is very very fitting. Uh, moving on to Tom Rogic, I mean, what can you say? That guy is. I'm not crying. You're crying. Ah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> this is. Do you know that way? Do you know that way though? When when Larson left, right, you knew it was coming, and it, it was tough to take, right? For a number of weeks now, there's been that sort of whisperings about it, and I felt it was coming. I didn't want to believe it because I was like, how how can that possibly be happening? It's it's not a football decision by Celtic because he's given us his his best season. I, I would say, or. I mean, he's given us a lot of good seasons, but it's right up there this season. In terms yeah. of minutes, you can't argue it's his best season. But his um, fitness and all's been up. Aye, mm-hmm. and that that's down to Ange. But um, I just I, I can't. 
as I say, you knew it was coming. And this, since Larson, is probably the, the one, and I know there's probably really big players left, but they've left off their own accord, if you know what I mean. Like the, or, or they've, they've, they've wanted to leave. Rogic is no want to leave because he doesn't want to beat Celtic anymore. It's it's for different reasons. It's he's he's given us so many years, and this is as close as I'll feel to when Larson left. I think that's the biggest tribute I can pay him. And obviously, it, touching on moments that he's given us, obviously Andrew spoke about the Kilmarnock moment. I, I mean, I I was working that day. As you know, I work for myself. I was starting to build up my business at that time and uh, I was doing a lot of weekends and stuff. So I always remember I was working on a job and I had the radio on. And that that game was it, it was huge in terms, like, we, we were probably going to win the league anyway, but that sort of, like, it just, like, put, pushed it through that it was happening. And uh, it was a last-minute goal and I was nervous as hell paint away and the next minute you, you just hear Richard Gordon who by the way is I think he's leaving BBC Scotland the end of the season yeah, and he's synonymous days, uh, well he's synonymous with that station and uh, he commentated on it I always remember it and then seeing it later on what a strike then you're talking about the excuse me the the goal that Anthony spoke about uh, the, the to win the treble Unbelievable. Again, I've spoken about this before, but he picks it up. He, he like is absolutely no right to do what he done, but that's just what Tom Rogic does. And I mean, there, there I'm, I've got my wine on a coaster, and Rogic is on a coaster. There you go. No way. Can I, can no, I get it? Over in? There, there, there he's there. That's the the quadruple treble coaster. Fantastic. So, Rogic nice. is on a coaster. He's made it, man. But uh, <laughs> aye, he's given us so many unbelievable moments. The two we've spoke about, uh, even this season, the goal at Motherwell, unbelievable goal. Just Tom Rogic, all over the back. Uh, numerous, countless goals against Rangers. The curler in the three-two game. The the goal against them the Ibrox this season, an absolutely mm-hmm. humongous goal in terms of us winning this league title. A goal at Hamden, eh, where he's he's fallen on his arse and he still manages to get enough on it to get the ball in the net past the best goal in the world, Al McGregor. But eh, aye, he's, he's an absolute magician. He's given his magical moments just in, in his nine years and He's got a head of hair like a bloody funeral coat. What a guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. <laughs> Stephen, sorry, see, just before you, you move on, I just wanted to... But, but, um, I, I was going to mention the commander goal, but I thought I went on long enough talking about the invincible goal. But I just want to um, say exactly what Ross is bang on there. Um, I, it was my dad's birthday weekend uh, that day. We were all at, at the house. Now, I don't remember that was Ronnie's final season when things were, let's just say, things weren't great. Celtic kicked off in the early game that day on uh, on Sky. Had we dropped points that day, which we were a minute or two away from doing, and if Aberdeen had won that afternoon at Fir Park, they would go top of the league with five, six games to go. Maybe a little bit more than that, actually, because it was still in March at the time. But I think that the way the season went, we'd played more games. I 
Ross is bang on. We probably would have ended up winning it anyway, just we, you know, we would have got over it over the 38 games. But it just puts that goal into context. Mm-hmm. And then it knocked the wind out of Aberdeen sales. They went and lost at Fir Park that afternoon. We kept up, I think it was four, I think a four-point cushion or something like that. And we just kicked on and we won it at a canter in the end. But it just got, you always wonder what would have happened if, had we dropped points that day. Would Aberdeen have found a second, a second wind and pushed on? Um, I think we'd still go to Pataudry after that. So you just never know. So his contribution yeah. to Celtic is, you, you cannot put it into words. Or, or I think I think that's how I nearly, I nearly scaled a two and a half litre <laughs> tinny Zinzer bin primer. And that's dear stuff, by the way. I knew how much that goal meant. <laughs> I think as well. Brian Warrior comes in saying the jersey certainly didn't need to shrink to fit Tom Rodgers, and that's one hundred percent true. And another thing it kind of takes away from Celtic podcasts in general, we put this in the group chat today. The whole Tom Rodgers or Man already debate's gone. What's near Beaton's best position? It's gone. Thanks, guys, for leaving us in the lurch. But it's it tomorrow is going to be. Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you know what else is gone? Me what? on the podcast calling Rogic beat on and beat on Rogic because I fucking date all the time. I noticed that I've done it on Tuesday. I watched it back and I was like, what's that piss you're talking, Ross? <laughs> See, when you guys do get to your 200th, you've got to do a clip show of how many times he calls uh, Rogic beat on and vice versa. <laughs> I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna try and do a blooper reel for this the end of this season, but we'll see how that pans out. But yeah. I mean, I'll you, you, look it. It, <laughs> you, you look at it. The atmosphere tomorrow is going to be emotional. It's going to be party time. There'll be tears. There'll be laughter. There'll be joy. There'll be everything, and it'll be for everyone going. It'll be a fantastic event to be involved in. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll move on to another kind of departure that kind of came out today, Andrew. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it kind of came out later in the day. Uh, Christopher Julian, there's, mm. he, he, came, he did an interview with Gold.com and he actually shared it on his own Instagram page, so it's true. And there was quotes in it saying that if he doesn't get game time or get on the pitch, basically in a roundabout way, that he'll be leaving. He also claimed that he was fit from early January. Then he hasn't been involved in much squads. Where, where do you stand on Chris Julian leaving, if that happens? Uh, what's that ball bag? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's perfectly fine if you've got if you've got issues, but what keep it in house, keep it in house and uh, address it. Well, we don't need to hear that, especially when we uh, we found out we found out about Rogic and Beaton. What that's that this was their day, this was their moment. What Friday thirteenth is bad is bad enough or something, but fuck me, man, Julian, did you really have to make it about you? I had a lot of respect for him beforehand. Well, and it went right. Yeah, out but the but but, but maybe the interview was done yesterday or the day before. We don't know, but it was released today. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 try it's trying to take shine off a moment that should be for two players who have served their time. What and done what great things for the club. What as we both pointed out. Yes, emotions are a little bit high because of that. What, but I think. Julian saying that he's not that he hasn't been able to get uh, hasn't been getting the team. Starfelt and uh, Cameron Carter Vickers have built like, a solid defensive partnership and have amassed a thirty-one game unbeaten run. That's mm-hmm. not easy to break into. Like, no matter who you are, you play the players that are on form and are gelling. No matter what team it is. What well, uh, well, I've I mean I've had what discussions with you know people who support you know them. Well, and they talked about with the the infamous you know Ramsey debate, 
and they were saying that yes, he's the name, well, but don't put him in the team if he's been, if he's throwing us off our game. Well, and for mm. well, I hate to say it, I was like, I agree, but from the Julian perspective, well, he's he technically is our name and our most expensive signing, but he's not contributing. The guys are well, and they deserve to what what play their last game with us well, and left the league title and have their moments in the sun. Well, I think it's just a way of what well, him getting the word out to try and get uh, suitors for him because uh, I think he'll be he'll be shitting himself. What well, in all mm. honesty, if you're not getting the games, you're not getting the TV exposure. People aren't talking about you. You're not getting what well, uh, the agents go. Oh, this guy's free. This guy's free. Oh, how much could we get for him? He'll come here. He'll mm. come there. He'll come everywhere. What? Well, uh, what? Well, you know what? Well, he did. He did the job that he needed to do when he did it. The injuries were unfortunate. We would have loved to have seen him like contribute more. But but uh, that interview really really soured me. I'm not gonna lie. What um, yeah. it does go, I would wish him wish him the best, like any other player. But yeah, come on. I totally get what you're saying. And Brown Warrior comes in. Ross with fantastic points. Superman pose on the training days. Invisible Man and Matt's days. I mean, I don't know if it's as harsh as that because, again, he has been involved in some great results. The Lazio games where he scored in the League Cup game against them. And as Andrew really pointed out, we we'll obviously wish him, if he leaves, all the luck in the world. The interview for me, we don't know when it was done, but it was released today. Some comments in it about Anz Postacoglu basically saying that he's not picking him or not involving him, saying he's been fit since January. And he shared it today on his Instagram page. Are you feeling the same? Because I've seen a lot of the comments here. They're kind of feeling the, the same vibe as Kent Andrews feeling. I, I thought it was poor, poor timing. Aye. Um, Chris Julian, right? He was a record signing at one point, I think. He's come in. He's done great for Celtic. And he, in his early period, then he got his really bad injury in, in a season where it was a, a complete shit show. Now, when I look back, you look at him and I are playing at the, the centre-half partnership at Rugby Park and they got absolutely bullied. We all wanted a, a, a strong centre-half in. Whether he was going to replace Julian or, or Ayer, we didn't know, but we wanted somebody in to, to be that strong centre-half that wouldn't get bullied. We brought Duffy in. We thought he would be the guy. We, we all know history tells us what happened, right? We'll not go over yeah. it. But um, <laughs> Chris Julian, for me, <laughs> no, I think he, excuse me, I think he's been good for Celtic. Very good at times. Uh, the Lazio game, like you've touched on, comes to mind. Uh, he was good uh, for a goal, the, 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 cup set, uh, the cup final when we beat Rangers. He was a threat in the opponent's box. He was a very good player. But Ange didn't sign him. Mm. Now, Ange, first and foremost, says when he signs a player, he signs the person first. Now, Julian, like like the boys have said, it's hard to break into that defensive partnership so late in the season, even in January. You, you can't expect Ange to split that centre-half partnership up. I, I don't care who you are. They, they were keeping clean sheets and they were playing really well together and they'd built up an understanding. So it doesn't matter who you are. You didn't just walk into that. But I'm not saying I know Julian personally, but maybe Ange just doesn't, he, he doesn't fit the profile as, first of all, a human being, what Ange wants. Because 
I look. I, I thought about this. Uh, you look at you look around that team, right? You look at Joe Hart, massive, like he he is a, a huge name in the game. Whatever you want to say about him, right? No ego, no ego whatsoever. Carter Vickers, no ego. Starfield, no ego. Taylor, no ego. Ralston, no ego. Juranovic. You could go right through that entire team. You look at Giacomakis, maybe a slight ego. I don't think it's ego. I think it's just confidence in his ability. Chris Julian's got a big ego. Yeah. He, he, he likes his cell a lot. That Superman pose and all that. Maybe he just isn't he just isn't what Ange wants. And as good a player as you can be, if you don't fit the human element of what Ange wants, then you're not going to be there. And it's as simple as that for me. I, I agree. That's great points there. I actually never thought about it from that kind of perspective, Ross, in terms of the egotistic kind of thing. Well, well, well there you go. <laughs> I come, come with you, Anthony, to kind of round that bit off. Getting off, my arse kicked in all the comments tonight, man. Look, you guys are doing brilliant. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're it's, doing it's the wine talking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look at it, Anthony. Is it playing style as well? Because that's kind of come to my head because Anne's legs as defenders on a high line. Julian, the me's not the quickest. A bit like Duffy in that sense. The turn of pace is a bit like turning the bus at some points. But he's good in the air. He's good. He's he's good. He's good in the boxes and stuff. He does score goals. But is it just as Ross said, not Andrew's man? And maybe time to move on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you you got um, like you say about the interview. We don't know when it was done. So to try and give the guy some defence, we don't know when that interview happened. He's got no control over when it's released. Mm-hmm. You always got to. Sometimes words and statements look worse on paper than what they're actually when they're spoken. Yeah. So we have to look at maybe the context of it. But you do have to say that they do not make, they do not sound like someone with his heart and desire um, still at the club. And similar to what Ross said, you know, Ange has been very big about the fact that it's all about you've got to want to be there. Um, he, I, th- I can't remember the exact. But it's something like very much that he's he doesn't have a preference either way whether he stays or goes. Well, like you say, you don't know if that's in translation or not. But that does not sound like somebody who's got a future at Celtic Park. And like you say, you take on board all the the, the, the great nights that he's given us, and there have been you know mm-hmm. the winner against Lazio. You know that he scored the winning goal uh, that scored yeah. the, our tenth consecutive. Uh, honour in a row um, when we beat Rangers at Hamden that day so you, 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 he's got his own little chunk of history in the club and this amazingly successful period we've had but Ross is absolutely hitting the nail on the head there with regards to the, the, the ego side of things I mean he's he's, he's loving this a, a, a photographer he's a photographer's dream when it comes to the new strip releases or the new training gear because he looks ah, he's beautiful, and magnificent and yeah just like when Freddie Youngberg signed there but um, oh. but it, there's only one problem. No matter how good he looks in a good bit of training gear or a strip, he doesn't look half as good as Ange does in a pullover. So unfortunately, in the fashion sense and in the football sense, the manager takes top rank. And if Ange doesn't fancy him, um, I'm, you know, I, I, I accept what he did and I'm thankful for his service at the club. But this is, uh, let's be honest, yep. this is not Franz Beckenberg we're talking about here. And I don't want to say I, I don't want to put them all in the, tell them all with the same brush, but I fear we might be entering what I call incham itis again, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to an extent, Edward was the same as well. I don't know if it's a French sort of thing or maybe we've just been unlucky, but a lot of these, the, the French contingent that we've had seem to hit the ground running. And then when when it comes to digging deep in the trenches, they ain't there. Yeah. And um, I, I don't want to sound too much like a, you know, little England or Brexit voter when I when I'll have a go at the French, but I, yeah. I, you, you know where I'm you know where I'm coming from from that. You there's, know. there's a lot of elements of society had a wee hat tonight. If you guys a question, yeah, if that's all right. Aye. See if we were talking about Forrest earlier on with the uh, his contract extension, but and but I pair what see if. We came out with a contract extension for Julian. Hmm. What would your reactions have been? I would no. be more shocked at Julian. Well, there, and again, that maybe goes back to um, why the contract's been handed out. Maybe Ange looks at James Forrest and sees mm-hmm. undoubtedly ability, but he sees the human. Everything he's won, like I say, he's one of the top five most honoured players in Celtic's history, and there's not a hint of ego about him. And he thinks, even though he won't be in week in week out we all accept that but that's somebody I want when things are not going our way that's a guy I want in the trenches he maybe takes one look at Julian and thinks nah mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of good centre halves out there and um, it's good that he's got a year left on his contract we might be able to recoup some of the big outlay we've had on him you could argue that some of the days that he's had is maybe he's repaid that fee anyway but yeah I think to, to coin that it's best for both parties I think if um or all parties, if it, if it was to move on in the summer. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's right as well. I think it's right as well. Like well, We want Postacoglu to make these tough decisions. We don't want them keeping players who want to be there. We've seen the kind of poisonous effect that had before, but like Ayer, Edward, Encham and Christie, it was just kind of, they turned up week in, week out, but not really giving their all for Celtic. And if Postacoglu looks at Julian and he's not one for me, then... No issue from my part if if he wants him to go. And the whole contract situation, I'll be firm on what I said before us. Contribution, even though he was injured, has been zero. He's been back since January, hasn't really been involved in the squad. So it would have been a, a hard no for me in a new contract. What, what are you thinking, Ross? Uh, in terms of the contract, if he was given a three-year deal, I wouldn't have any qualms about it. Because in terms of what he's done on the park, but again... I, you don't know if he's going to be the, the the main guy, if you like. But then you look at Carter Vickers and you go, well, is he going to be there? So is that why he's had the is that why he's been given the contract? But, that might be a sign. But, but well, that's what I was just coming on to. The, the very fact that Julian's come out and said, "I'm out of here," kind of thing. I know he didn't say the exact words, <laughs> but um, that sort of looks towards the fact that as Carter Vickers said, I am coming. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. Because when you look at it, right, if we lose well, we're losing Julian, we're losing Beaton, we're losing Rogic. If we lose Carter Vickers that's, that's Yeah, that's four, a big gap. Four it's a big lot of players to lose. Yeah. And by the way, we lost Christie, we lost Ayer, we lost Edward, and we lost. Right. I was going to say Cham, but we'll scrap that. Uh, <laughs> we lost three big players last year. Replaced Brown. There's your fourth, right? They left. 
and we replaced them. No end. Without yeah. any disrespect to the guys, and we won a league title. So we can 100%. do it again. We can do it again. Um, but we already know. We we want we, we're desperate for Carter. Well, I am desperate for mm-hmm. Carter Vickers to come in and be that mainstay. Whether it be, if we bring in our centre half, because I, I don't mind Starfield, but he's he's no playing in his right position. It's unfair, the guy. But he's he, he can't argue. He's done he's done well. He, he's mm-hmm. people say he's a bomb scare. I I I couldn't recall the last time he made a mistake that cost us. Who's Starfield? And he's play, aye, and he's playing the wrong side. Of that. The, oh right, playing, if we meant wrong position, I was like, what? No, no, the wrong side, the wrong side. Oh, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Anyway. No, hundred percent. I get what you mean, and what we already do know is Pastor Coglu. You rightly said he's making moves already. He's putting plans in place with Mark Lowell, who was confirmed that he was basically behind the Lance Pastor Coglu appointment as. Father Peter then in an interview done with an Australian TV company. But we'll move on. And one thing we do know what's going to be moving is party mode the Celtic Park tomorrow. Anthony will be playing Motherwell lunchtime. Party atmosphere. It'll be emotional with Tom, Tom Rogers and Beaton leaving, potentially June in as well. But take the lineup is we'll do lineup score prediction here, but throw in a couple of curveballs if you like any fringe players you see want to see coming on for a maybe a cameo. Uh, probably not. I'm, Maybe want to give Beaton and Forest, um, Forest um, Rogic their due. I would, I would want to see them feature more than necessarily a, a Dembele or whatever coming on. I don't, I don't know if Dembele's um, going to be in the squad or not. But listen, these these guys' time will, will come. But I, I think tomorrow it's about celebrating a fantastic achievement. But I, I do think the likes of Beaton and even more Rogic, they, they've earned their place to to get a proper send off tomorrow. So. When we come, I, I do think, especially Rogic will start because he'll then get brought off probably at sixty minutes, and then he will get the the amazing ovation that he deserves. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the Morris Stephen. It's the last league game of the season. Uh, I'll be through early doors. I'll be up half past six, seven o'clock tomorrow. Still on the cornflakes. I'm straight through. Can't wait. <laughs> um, it's, going to be, it's going to be quite the day, and uh, yeah, I, I think we'll we'll end the season on a high. I think it'll be. Quite a comfortable afternoon, to be honest. Mother will, I'm pretty amazed they actually made the top six, to be honest. They've, apart from Kevin Van Veen, they've not really impressed me at all this season. Um, Alistair, funnily enough, I might actually put a similar coupon on myself. I really fancy us to just end the season on a real high tomorrow. Um, so, on a show. Absolutely. Oh, 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 I think we'll take us to score six or more the more. I really fancy us to just go out and, and do it. So I think the boys that will put on that show, I think it'll be Joe Hart and Goals to start. I think you'll probably have the, the I think it'll be the usual back four. I don't see anything changing there. Um, since it's not, you know, unfortunately we don't have a, a cup final or that to, to prep for, so I think we'll go out all out with the big guns. Um, but I think it'll be Rogic instead of O'Reilly to start, and I think that's only fair, and that will give him um, a send off. I think Kalmak will start, but Beaton will come on. So both both ways, um, yeah. both of these guys will get um, a fantastic ovation. Um, and apart from that, I think it'll actually be pretty much the team from from Wednesday night. I think you'll have. Um, Maid on the left, Jot on the right, and um, I think he. Well, in fact, no, I think he'll start with Kyogo, and then I think um, Yakimakis will come on later on in the second half. So probably looking more like a, a team from 
from last week. Hundred percent. Um, Jed Thomas comes in pretty confident, like yourself, Anthony. I think I need to score tomorrow. Put yourself down. <laughs> yeah. the we'll see what happens. Come with yourself for us, as you said. Putting on a show. This is Glasgow Celtic. Love it. <laughs> what, what do you think it's going to be tomorrow in terms of line up? Um, line up. Um, I'm going to we change. I think Beaton will be in goals. <laughs> 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 nah. Uh, I think it'll be obviously Joe Hart. I, I think Juranovic trained uh, this week. He mm-hmm. could be put back in, possibly. So well, I'll just go with Juranovic. Then obviously you're you're back. Yeah, placed it for the last ten minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, your uh, Starfield, Carter Vickers, and uh, Greg Taylor. I think Beaton will start for me. I, I think he'll get the start and then get brought off for the ovation. Uh, and I think it will be probably Turnbull and Rogic. Uh, and again, Rogic will come off for the ovation. They'll come off at different times. Uh, and I think it will probably be Maeda and Forrest and Giacomacus. And the score will be 6-1 to Celtic. Nice one. Conceding a goal. Conceding a goal. Aye. Uh, Chris Julian on goal minutes. in the 93rd minute. <laughs> <laughs> And yourself, Andrew Brown Warrior, comes in, Snoop running on with a 14 skinner hanging out of his grid. <laughs> and do you think we're going to be expecting Snoop Dogg tomorrow? Because obviously he did say that he'd be over for a party yeah. if Celtic win the title. We never know. He could be there. Hopefully he sings Stan. Love that song, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's your score? What's your score line up for Nixon, Andrew? Include Snoop if you want. I mean, but Brown definitely took my, uh, my line away. I was like, is Snoop coming? That's the main question. That's the, that's the only tension of tomorrow that I've got. I want to know if Snoop, Snoop is going to be there. I want to see Soup, him. Soup is there in the canteen. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it says... I need a hold Oh, sweet Moses. Put me, oh, on, garden. Put me on garden leave, mate. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I would just—I would really love to see uh, Julian having a start just for a put up or shut up to see if he bomb scares it. But uh, like to re- like, I would go go for like a like a like a, a five at the back. Like going or like a three five two essentially. What like going that way to see what could he could he play with the fridge and Starfield? I don't think he could, but I would just love to see if you think you could break in there. Well, let's see what you've got. What is a, what is a final? Obviously, like Hart is basically like what it's the wrong seal of positions. It's exactly what it says in the ten. Hart's just got to be there. There's there's no one else. But, um, I think we Ron need to have... shite, by the way. It's pish pain. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. I was, forgot. I was talking to the. I forgot. I was talking Trust to the main the guy <laughs> Screwfix. <laughs> uh, I'm getting screwfixed tonight, man. What, no, you're not. <laughs> I, am, I am not on form. Today. I'm on worse form than Julian, man. It's because you're on the vanilla zero coke, man. Right. That zero vanilla, and man? vanilla. It's zero yeah. and vanilla, mate. That's, what, that's what's happening. I'm only kidding you on, man. I'm only kidding you on. 
Yeah, I'm just well, I'm like Scotland getting to any like type of like qualifier. I'm just glad to be there. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm, well, I'm just, well, it must be the hat. Next time I'll take I'll have to take the hat off. It's just cutting the circulation of my brain. I couldn't see much wrong from uh, Anthony's kind of lineup. What I would say, what I yeah. think the people that they should be in there, what uh, for his lineup <clears throat> deserve to be there. What, uh, what makes just make sure that they get the rotations. What that's the that's the main part for me. What um, what uh, I, and I would really want to see them do Motherwell just because my boss is a Motherwell fan. What and he's leaving anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll go. Well, I'll go. I'll go for a solid five now. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. So do. And then as well, Phil comes in here. I'm the appearance on this podcast. Nobody gives the Tannic a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go myself. I'll go. Joe Hart, Juranovic, Starfelt, Fickers, Taylor. I'll go. Beaton to start. Kalmak and Rogic. And then I'll go. Jada, Mieda. No, Janet Kyogo Mieda, and I'll go six 0 to Celtic Football Club for the party of the decade when the title's back at Celtic Park. Go ahead, Ross. I was just going to say, I, I, I put Turnbull in in the number eight. Lodi Pish, I agree with you. Cal Mack should well be and should be in there. It's the captain. I don't even know what I was talking about, man. It was just a shit. <laughs> you were obsessed <laughs> with my vanilla coke, man. <laughs> 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 and, and then Jay Thomas. We've sensed it tonight, boys. We absolutely have. And also, yeah. this Me brings and us Ryan number three. Yeah. <laughs> this brings us towards yeah, the end of the podcast. Ryland should play them all. Oh, Ryland, <laughs> Ryland should play them all right enough. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I'm going to say it again. The support we have received, especially since going live, has been fantastic. The interaction grows week in, week out. We have like our own little community who are always in there debating with each other. Unbelievable! It's it's fantastic. Appreciate the support. And coming up this this kind of week after the the Motherwell game, when we have that party, we'll be having the sit down chat with Japanese journalist Dan Dan Orlowitz on the Sunday. So kind of reaction after talking about Anne's Postecoglou, his life in Japan, and the transition to Scotland because he kind of knows everything. Anne's and then we'll look ahead to our big end of season review, boys, with everyone on, and we'll be having the party. And what I will say to the viewers is, get your beer, get your wine, get your spirits in now because it's going to be a long one next Friday night it could go on the whole night it's going to be a party atmosphere but from you guys have you enjoyed this one well I've loved it man well, it's, it's just been great to be back and to everybody else don't come on with Coke Zero with Vanilla you'll get crucified <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure guys thank you so much for having me back oh, thanks for always coming welcome, on Andrew. Andrew always welcome appreciate uh, you I, 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 I've loved it mate love being back on I've, I've been chomping a bit to get on as this is our first um no, well, we had our first trophy back in December. This is our first uh, podcast yep. as official league champion. So from now on, the best podcast dedicated to the Scottish league champions. So this is it. And by the way, that title is going to remain for a long time. Believe you and me. And Ross, anything to add? It's been good, man. <laughs> <laughs> And again, everyone, everyone wants along. Stay well and keep safe. And having the back of your mind, Glasgow Celtic champions. Hail, hail. <laughs>